0: Welcome to the Steady On Stronger Together podcast. I am your host, Angie Bauman. My guest today has a great deal of ministry experience, both upfront and behind the scenes. Ginger Stocky's voice is familiar to many as a host of Joyce Meyer Ministries Talk It Out podcast. She's also the Chief Creative Officer for Joyce Meyer Ministries, as well as being a writer, producer, and an Emmy Award-winning documentarian. Ginger is accomplished and established and yet refreshingly honest about her own struggles with her insecurities and doubts about her life being enough. Genders' life and career has taken her on many adventures, and she shares some of those in her new book, Chasing Wonder. And while her escapades are heartwarming and entertaining, the primary purpose of her message is to encourage us all to chase wonder, not in world travel or huge accomplishments, because while those are nice... Ginger has come to understand that if we cannot stand in awe of the wonder in our everyday, we will not be satisfied in the once-in-a-lifetime kind of wonder either. I found Ginger to be an absolute delight, and I believe you will experience her to be humble, kind, and filled with a deep longing for all of us to chase the wonder that is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Let's listen in. Hello, Steady On Community, and welcome to this Stronger Together conversation. I'm Angie Bauman, and with me today is Ginger Stocky. Ginger, thank you so much for spending some time with us today.
1: Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here.
0: Ginger is an Emmy Award winning documentarian, a writer, a producer, a talk show host, chief creative officer for Joyce Meyer Ministries. You have a long list of things that you do, you wear a lot of hats don't we all? <laughs> so true. Yes. Yeah, think about it. <laughs> so true. Yes. In addition, you're a wife and a mom and a Gigi and you have a new book called Chasing Wonder that was launched into the world uh, middle of June, right? It's very right. new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. It's
1: very fresh. I'm really excited about it being out there. And I think more than anything, I'm just really excited about some of these new um, opportunities and adventures that God will walk people into. So that's why I I love sharing it because I know there's some good stuff waiting for people that they don't even know is out there. I love that idea of it too, because I will confess when I first
0: you know read a little bit about you and read a little bit about your book, I'm like, I don't know. This woman and I might not have very much in common because I'm sort of a keep my ducks in a row, make a to-do list kind of lady, you know, <laughs> And uh, and here's this idea about wonder. But one of the things that I want you to help us understand is, What is Chasing Wonder to you? Because a lot of us, as you said, you know, we're not going to travel the world or hike through jungles or those kinds of things with some of the adventures that you've had. And yet, I don't think those are only the people you're talking to, right?
1: You know, absolutely not. The the thing is, I'm one of those ducks in a row people too. Really? So I, I can completely understand. I would always rather have everything well thought out and organized and put together. And I found that life doesn't always work that way. I'm sure you have too.
0: Yes, and unfortunately.
1: So, yeah, <laughs> right. I would love to fix it when those things happen. But um, even as... Uh, a person who loves the creative aspect of any project I'm working on, there are all different kinds of creatives, different kinds of creative outlets and creative people and people who think maybe they're not creative, but I happen to believe otherwise that God puts such great creativity in all of us. It just comes out in different ways. So for all of us, this concept of chasing wonder it looks different for everyone, but we all need it desperately because what it means is having a mindset, an attitude that I am going to make the decision and a commitment to wholeheartedly seek after all God has for me as often as I possibly can. Now, obviously, that doesn't mean every day is filled with amazingly perfect things, <laughs> Things go off the rails quite often, but sometimes God's wonder is hidden in those imperfect moments as well. So there is wonder for everyone. And I know it's true because it's what God's word says. Mm -hmm. It says he created us specifically with a hope and a future and good things that he has in mind for us. So I want to encourage people to keep those eyes open, to be seeking after God and to have that outlook that this day, no matter what tomorrow looked like this day brings with it, great possibilities to connect with God, to connect with other people and to see something astounding I've never seen before.
0: Yeah. I I love that so much because I think, I think that God brings wondrous opportunities, if you will, into the lives of all of us. I also think in my life, they've been kind of easy to overlook or miss sometimes because I'm too focused. It's like head down too much. If that makes sense, you know, it
1: does. It makes a lot of sense. I
0: tell myself every once in a while, lift your head child, you know, look around you and see what's going on because you can so easily miss it. And so I'm just wondering about the one listening. That's like, okay, my life's pretty mundane, right? Like today I need to go to the grocery store and switch the laundry, uh, (laughs) and wipe the noses of the littles or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be, or I'm going to the same job day after day and doing the same tasks and so i don't think there is much wonder in my life. i don't know what would you say to that?
1: Let me read to you the definition of wonder because this really opened my eyes to what god was kind of impressing on me and changed that outlook because you're absolutely right. Most of our days are filled with routine mm-hmm. and responsibilities and going from one thing to the next. But the definition of wonder by Merriam-Webster says a cause of astonishment, a marvel, a miracle, wrapped attention at something awesomely mysterious or new to one's experience. And when I think of who God is, that is, is who God's is. Uh, He's a marvel. He's bringing forth miracles in our world all the time. Even if it's waking up with, with breath in our lungs, that's a miracle every single day. And not to overshadow how, how, um, difficult and mundane life can be sometimes. But when we ask God to begin showing us the miracle of him in our everyday life, the miracle of him in our children that we're corralling all the time. Um, if we are asking him to show us something astonishing, that's exactly what the Bible says he wants for us. John ten ten says that he, gave, he came to give us life and to give it in abundance. We often just settle for every day. We think this is what it is and this is what I have to settle for. And God does not say that. God is the great God of all creation. He has enough creativity. He has enough amazing wonders to fill every hour of every day for us. But how many days, months, years do we go sometimes without seeing that wonder? Because like you're saying, our head's down. We're just trying to get through the day. We're trying to get the next check mark off of our to-do list. And we're missing some astounding things that he has for us.
0: Yes, all so many yeses. My my I got chills when you were reading the John 10:10 10, 10 and just reminding that the abundance I think sometimes we think of it in material possessions or wealth or success or something. And there's, it's the abundance that is inside that you can't quite define, but, um, but it overflows in our relationships with other people. And it made me think about a habit change, just this little habit change I made some months ago. I used to go to the gym like four mornings a week and run on the elliptical and I would watch something on Netflix or whatever. And I never hated it. I didn't mind it. I just did it. It was just like routine, you know? And some Mm -hmm. months ago I started, we have a beautiful campus. I live in a university community and we have a campus lake and the, the lake, the path around the lake is, is, you know, two miles or so. And I started walking the lake instead of going to the gym. I would go to the gym on rainy days or something, you know, and then not too long ago, six weeks or so ago, my husband started going with me. And so we get up early and walk around the lake. And we have seen, one morning we saw a bobcat. We see this uh, oh, wow. egret, egret like all the time. We saw it yesterday, day before yesterday, we saw three baby raccoons like in a tree. Um, we see deer like, you know, and, and it's just, and there's something, it's like the head up thing, I think, because there's something about like, it's the same exercise and it's still like a routine or something, but it's inviting us to experience something unpredictable. And I think about those baby raccoons or whatever we saw in the morning, like, all day long sometimes because i'm like it's just was this little spark
1: of i think can i call that wonder would that fall into what you're talking about 100% and and i agree with you because i find so much and always have so much of the beauty that god wants to show us outdoors you know i i i love being out in his creation but for somebody else, it, it may be someplace different that they find it. It may be in music or it may be in organization. You know, there there are so many different types of people. And sometimes we limit what we call the wonder of God to the really big things. He's got to part the Red Sea for me. I want us to stop looking at it that way and and see the wonder of God in those baby raccoons. Yesterday I was watching a squirrel on our deck and and he was actually digging in my flower pot and at first I wasn't really thrilled. <laughs> But I was just watching and noticing the the wonder of God in this little squirrel. And he would just sit up and he'd chew it and he'd look at me. He was looking right at me. He didn't even care that I was there. And Mm -hmm. it was just a little moment of, you know, started with annoyance and then you have a choice. Okay. There's nothing I can do. Am am I going to be annoyed with it? Or am I going to see something amazing in it? Mm -hmm. And so, so much of it is our mindset when we start to turn around, the things that are the mundane, the things that are the everyday we've got squirrels all over the place,
0: but
1: (laughs) this was a little different connection that I had that God showed me a, a little moment with this squirrel. I can choose how I want to see it. So God's wonder in your life is not the same as it is in somebody else's, but it's there and it's real. And God shows us these wonderful little, little winks of love. I had an experience the other day. And um, you know how sometimes we pray for things and almost don't expect an answer? Because, you know, it's what we're supposed to do. We pray and, um, I like to pray about the little insignificant things because I think they're important. You know, you need a parking spot, pray about it. You need uh, a little bit of time to yourself, pray about it. (laughs) So whatever it may be in your world, um, I I think it's important to pray about it, but sometimes to be honest, God answers things in different ways. And so you don't always expect it. Well, this is so simple, but I lost the back to an earring and I was going through my day and there had been so many things that were really hard in that day, like big problems. um, A loved one with cancer type of problems, really important things that I've been praying about. And when I lost that earring back, I just said, God, show me where this thing is. If you don't, if you don't mind. And then right away, I felt this thing like, that's not important. There are too many other big things to pray about. And I picked up a shoe. And when I did that earring back fell out of the shoe, Hmm. it made no sense. And it was just like this little moment of God saying, I care about the big things. I care about the little things. And I'm here to show you my love, to show you that I am here. So, you know, I would rather have the big prayers answered sometimes in my timing and the way that I see them fit. But when God shows me something crazy, like that little earring back falling out of a place that it didn't belong, I'm going to say, wow, God, I am amazed and astonished. Thank you for showing me something miraculous today. It's like he shows us in
0: the earring back or the baby raccoons that he does he is working in the cancer or in the something in the, in the, in exactly. those situations, right? It's like those unexpected places that he shows up that can remind us he actually is everywhere. Um, yeah. So I, I, what keeps us then what, 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 keeps us, what are we afraid of sometimes is I think a lot of us pull back from this idea. If we lean into the idea that God is in some of the things, uh, what, what keeps us from yeah. wanting that? We'll be right back. Hello, my friend. Are you ready to develop consistent Bible study habits within a community that offers fresh resources and loving accountability? Well, I have an invitation for you. We would love to have you with us in Steady on University. On June 13, we will be kicking off a brand new study. It's called Be Still, and it will be anchored in the verses of Psalm 46. The lessons will help us remember that God is our refuge, and the way to calm life's chaos is by taking shelter in Him. You will find all the details for Study on University in today's show notes. Again, the Be Still study begins on June 13, and you do not want to miss it. The study time in SOU so far is fire. And it's only going to get better from here. I hope you'll take a minute to check it out because I would love to study with you.
1: Don't you think sometimes it's that fact that we don't want to be disappointed? Mm. If we really expect too much from God or expect too much and maybe it's not even from God it's in my life because I believe that God will do big things for other people but I don't always believe that he'll do it for me if if we expect that and we don't get it we'll be disappointed and it's safer to stay in a place where we're not expecting a lot because then we're not let down and I think that's a really important thing um We have this fear that I don't deserve any more than I have. Um, We have we have this fear that I've already made too many mistakes for God to do this for me or um, I'm I'm not as loved as other people are. So God probably doesn't have these things for me. Mm -hmm. There are so many things that have to do with how we see ourselves. And that is often where I think fear comes in. And it's where we build up walls of security and safety, almost like pulling a blanket around us where we feel a little bit safer. And yet it's a buffer that keeps the wonder of God on the outside, And it keeps even connections with other people away from us too, because one of the biggest places that we see God moving, that we have the greatest adventures in our life are through the other people that he puts around us. And so that fear of rejection, that fear of disappointing other people, it's just so many things that every time when we have those fears, the natural tendency is to pull back and say, I'm, I'm safer here. But when we step just a little bit out, I'm not talking about huge steps all the time, but when we just take maybe one step closer, just open up that blanket a little bit so that some of what God wants to give us to, can come in then we begin to be amazed by the things that happened and they're not perfect. And some of them don't go the way we want them to believe me. Um, When you step out, you can get hurt. That's why people are afraid they've been hurt before. But if we don't continue to do that, we won't see that the love of God overshadows the hurt that we face in our life. That's how he works. That's who he is. Yes. So we have to give him the opportunities And stop thinking so much about our own limitations, because God does not have those same limitations. We have to open up the walls and let him work. And when I say we have to, I, I know how hard it is. I've been in those hurt places. I have wanted to stay back where it's safe and done it many, many times. But when I look back at all the things that have really blessed me and amazed me and blessed the people around me, it's always been those times when I've stepped out in a different way or when God has said, Take my hand and let me help you. And without doing that, I would have missed so many wonderful things. And I don't want to live with regret.
0: Yes. Yeah. Hey, Steady On friends, I'm cutting in right here to let you know I am hosting a free virtual retreat coming up on September 24 and 25, and I'd like you to consider this your personal invitation to join me for the event. Through the two days, we will be camping on Psalm 139 and learning more about how we are known and loved by God. Special guests are going to include Heather Dixon, Robin W. Pearson, Tala Guerra, and Cheryl Shoemake, all of whom are friends of this podcast and voices that may be familiar to you. There will be an option to watch either live with me and other guests or with self-paced videos that may better match the needs of your schedule, or you can do a little of both, whatever works best for you. The registration link is in today's show notes. And again, the entire event is free. I hope you'll take a second and learn more about it because I would love to study with you. I, I think when you were talking about fear, one of the things that I thought of is I, I've always thought that, that I was afraid of failure, which is true. But one of the things that God has taught me over the last few years of my life is that I'm equally, if not more so afraid of success. Like I I'm afraid of like, sometimes I'm afraid I'm too small But other times I'm afraid that it'll get too big, not like maybe me getting too big, but what he asks of me will get too big. Or I don't know, the responsibility will get too big or I'll get that. Who does she think she is kind of reaction from people. And that makes me nervous too. And so I think both of those things have kept me back at other times, but I totally agree with you. Some of the things, even the things that maybe ended painfully, but I knew God was inviting me into, and they taught me so much. I, I would, yeah. I would be so sad to, to have known I could have had that. Maybe I wouldn't have, but you know, to, to know what I gained from it, if you will, like it, it's worth it. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I can see how following him into a, what, a few times scary places in my life, if you will,
1: yeah. has
0: brought this sense of wonder about who he is and what he wants to do in and through me, which is just an amazing, crazy thing that he wants to partner with <laughs> us in that kind of work, like. It's, it is. Yeah. It I, seems very main, ill advised on his it. part.
1: <laughs> but so. I love what you said because it's so it's so true, and and I love your vulnerability in sharing that because I know I felt that. I think many many people who are who are listening with us today are saying, "Yeah, I I totally get that." And what I'm so in awe of is there's a scripture in Amos that says um, the. The Lord who made the, I'm probably going to say this wrong. The Lord who made the wind blow basically the God who created everything also reveals his thoughts to man. Mm. Wow. Yes. You know, and it's not because I deserve it. It's not because I can handle it. It's because that's who he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important when we try to make our failures and our successes too much about us that is when we get stuck in that quagmire of overthinking things and, Mm -hmm. um, we're not prepared or we aren't getting what we deserve. It can go one way or the other, but when we give God the opportunity to do what he wants in us, in spite of what we have to offer or don't have to offer, then that's where God really flourishes and works in our life.
0: I love that. Yeah. And I'm all about practical steps, Ginger. so if, if, if someone is like, if this is stirring an interest in someone, or they already know that God is like stirring something in them and they are afraid, you know, for a variety of reasons, what it feels scary. What, what's a way that we can away a, a couple of ways or something you have
1: learned that helps you push through that fear? I really believe in small steps. I think that's so important. We oftentimes think if, if I can't go from A to Z, if I can't take the big step, then I'm not going to do it because I, I'll fail or, or because it's just too scary. There are so many things that God asks us to do that really are scary. There's there's no way around it. You look at the Bible and he asks people to do things out of their comfort zone all the time. And when we read that stuff it's like, "Whoa. <laughs> I don't want like to It's like one big
0: long scary story, the whole thing." <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: I don't want to be eaten by by a whale, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and yet, yeah. I'm I'm afraid. But God knows that about us. There's a difference in dealing with fear and disobedience. And I think that's really important. God understands our fear and he helps us through it. When we just say no to God, that's a whole nother step. So I think in our fear, we need to pray just like the man prayed in the Bible. You know, I believe but help my unbelief. That's what we need to do with fear. You know, I'm afraid, but help me through my fear as well, um, help my own belief that, that you can help me through this and I'm going to make it and I'm going to be okay. So, um, you know, Joyce Meyer talks about doing it afraid I can do this afraid. So thinking about those little steps are really important. You were talking about, I, I liked what you said about, you know, just changing up your daily routine and taking that walk outside. Sometimes those little steps of fear are that small, you know, move the furniture in your house do something to change your view, to change your perspective, connect with a new neighbor, find a different way to reach out to someone who probably needs you as much as you need them. Take those little steps first. And when you do that, you begin to see, wow, something really great happened in that. I did it. I survived. I liked what happened. And we flex that um, faith And we can begin to trust a little bit more and a little bit further. Mm -hmm. And I've learned to trust in some really big ways through some really big mistakes. I think that's the only way we learn. We learn by things, not always going well. We learn by not always making the right choices, but God takes those things that we do and he turns them around for our good. And he helps us. And I'm so grateful for that, because if it was all on me trying to do the right thing, trying to fight through the fear It it wouldn't work. And so I've learned very much to trust God uh, in some really scary situations. I understand fear, but I also understand how big God is now in ways that I never did before. And you'll never see how big God is if you don't give him the opportunities to show you in some scary moments in your life.
0: So true. I, I love that you said that as you were closing that thought right there. That is so
1: true. We, we limit God
0: sometimes, I think in our own spiritual journeys, because we, I think we are afraid to see how big he is. We get these little glimpses and then we pull back, you know, yeah. I think, and I liked what you said so much about the small steps too. I think, uh, I think that when, sometimes we underestimate how a small thing can make a big impact you know Mm -hmm. and and it's it it may be a small thing tangibly you know it's this it's this little thing it's the text we send it's the moving the furniture it's reaching out to a friend it's you know it's these little things and yet it's big in us because god shows up in us and it can be big if, if another person's involved in them right because god shows up in them and there's this work that he does that is the wonder right it's that holy spirit work that we cannot define or control, which is why it scares us. But I'm wondering how do we believe in those little things, um, in a culture that's like so consumed with highlight reels and big displays of help me say what I'm saying. Do you know what I mean? Like we live in the bigness of the world and yet what is my little thing matter uh, against all of that?
1: Yeah. I felt so much of that. (laughs) So much of that because you're right. Everything looks perfect. On those highlight reels on Instagram on social media, we're seeing glimpses of other lives that lead us to believe that everything is sparkling beautiful, and and it literally is with filters. <laughs> yes, little glints on their teeth, and everything is just so wonderful. We call them filters, right? Exactly, like <laughs> it's a thing we choose to do, <laughs> right? And so it puts a lot of pressure on us, and it's pressure that um leads to falseness in our lives. it's pressure that keeps us from vulnerability of being who we really are. And so I think there are so many things that God can show us when we just take off the filter, let down those things and just be ourselves. There are so many things out there that he wants to reveal to us in new ways um, but, when, when you talk about the highlight reel and wanting everything to be perfect, we have to let go of perfectionism. We have to let go. And I, we were talking about this before, how we both want everything to be laid out. We want it to be neat and orderly and organized. And we have to let go of the need for the entire plan before we take the first step. Um, mm, that's good. So many, Ooh, say that so many- again, say that again. <laughs> We have to let go of the need for the entire plan to be laid out before us. I love maps. I love maps. Right over here, I have a stack of maps from all over the place because I love to look at the possibilities that maps bring. But they also can limit us because they, they show us a design that is not always what God has for us. So sometimes we got to go off road. Sometimes we got to get off that map and we want everything to be laid out before we take the first step. And that's just not how God always works. So there are so many things in our life that, that we do have to very, very carefully give to God. Um, for me, it's, perfectionism, it's pride. I don't want people to see how messy I can be, how confused and messed up. My life can be on the inside. But when I do show that, when I do give it to God, I find that people connect in a different way. Nobody wants to see only perfection. They want to know that we're real, that we understand what you're going through, that we've got the same problems and the same needs in our life. And if we can't reveal those things to God, how are we ever going to reveal them to other people? Yeah. So there are many things to let go of in our life.
0: I appreciate what you said that about, you know, being honest with people, too, because one of the things God is teaching me right now is that it's it's easier to be honest, transparent, vulnerable, whatever word, authentic, um, when I actually have painted it done. Like This is where it got hard, but this is how it ended up. But God in this season has been inviting me to also be willing to share pieces of the mess where I'm like, I'm just like, use use the word confused. Like I'm just confused right now. I don't know the next step. And that's, that's bringing anxiety or that's bringing doubt or it's bringing those things. And I, I've had a couple of opportunities just really recently to be in groups where, I felt like I needed to come in there having the answers and the reality was I don't have the answers and the wonder, I'm going to use your word because really the wonder that I felt as a community gathered around and like, it's like everyone exhaled because someone was willing to say, I'm struggling right now and I don't know what is next for me. And, uh, and so, yeah, I just lift that up because I think there's this, there's another piece of wonder. That's the adventure of being honest. And um, I think God works in community and in us, when we're willing to say to him, to ourselves, to each other, I don't have this right now. I
1: just don't. Mm -hmm. You're right. And, and, you know, I'll be right there with you. That, that's where I am right now. I've got some big questions in my life that I've been asking God. Um, why is this not working out? Um, do you want me to do this? What what does my future look like? And you know, I'm at this stage now. We have we have two grandkids. Um, I've done extraordinary things. I've I've had opportunities in my life that um have been such a blessing but I'm not done. Mm. And so I, I think it's important for us, you know, if, if we're, cause I, you know, I'm 58, I just turned 58. And at some point you think, am I done? Yeah. What, what's the next step? hmm God's not done with me and he's not done whether you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or 80s. If you're still breathing, God is not done with you. And I remember feeling the same thing when I was in my early 20s. You know, I don't have an answer for what the next step is. Am I too young for this? You're not too young for what God has in mind for you. So part of the wonder that we connect with when we chase after all that God has for us is, the season in our life where he has us and the perfect thing for what is coming next. Mm. But in that, it's not to say that there's pressure to find that. What I've learned is that even in the unknowing moments, even in my confusion and questioning and annoyance at God for not showing it as clearly as I would like it to be. I know I will get to a point where I can look back and say, ah, now that makes sense. It doesn't make sense today. I don't know what tomorrow is, but I trust God that it does come together for my good because that's what I've seen. And that's what God's word says happens for us. So I am right there with Mm -hmm. you. I'm, I'm a, a, a little bit, um, just at a stage where I'm asking a lot of questions. I've had a lot of opportunities to either feel disappointed or let down or, or offense or whatever, all those things may be. And I have choices to make in those things. Yeah. Are we going to simmer in those things? Are we going to just steep in those things that, that would change who I am? Cause that's what happens when we let offense take root and I don't yes. want it to change who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I want God to continue to show who he is instead. So I'm always making those choices and it's
0: hard. It is hard. It is hard. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. I love this project so much. I love this book so much. I appreciate your message. And um, I have always asked this question before I let someone go. And that is what I love to share resources. And uh, so what are you, anything at all, studying reading, listening to watching, doing anything goes, that's just bringing you joy and keeping you connected with God right now.
1: That's such a good question. I love that because I I do think we have so much to share with each other. and We glean so much from hearing what other people are doing. Um, So right now, Phil Wickham's new project, um, Hymn of Heaven is what I'm listening to. It's so beautiful. And, um, I love Phil anyway. And, um, it's just really kind of bringing that wonder of, of God and worship and what the future will be for me. And so that's been a wonderful thing. And, um, what I'm reading right now, every, every few years, I like to go through the Bible in a year and okay. sometimes it takes me more than a year. Let's be honest, mm-hmm. <laughs> try to keep on track does not always happen, but oftentimes, you know, my, my time with God is studying or reading specific things. So every, every few years I like to, to read all of it because there's so much in there that I don't realize I'm gleaning all these lessons from, yes. um, people's lives in the old Testament. And, and I always find something different that that is brought to life in a different way. So that's what I'm doing. Reading the, reading the Bible through it through in in the year right now and seeing some amazing things there. I love that. I love that. Ginger's new book
0: is called Chasing Wonder and you can find that book wherever books are sold and her website is gingerlstocky.com and I will link all of those things and where you can follow her on social media and all that good stuff in the show notes today so that you guys can find it and I am so grateful Ginger this what, what an encouraging discussion all the best with this project as you continue to get this message out into the world.
1: Thank you so much. I've loved talking with you because I really love it when we just get into the, the nitty gritty stuff and you know, not trying to make surface Christian-y uh, statements.
0: This spiritual journey thing is real. It is real. It and it, sure it, well, is. I always say it, like, it really messes with your stuff. But the wonderful thing is that God, he, I think he very much desires to press on, but hold close our tender spots, right? He's, mm-hmm. I just, you know, I always feel him saying, um, I want, I want more for you than you want for yourself. And I hear that in this message that you have. And so I just really appreciate you and the work that you're doing. Thanks so much for spending some time with us today, Ginger.
1: Thank you. I appreciate
0: it very much until next time. Peace. In John 10, 10. Jesus tells us that he came so that we may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. I am so appreciative of Ginger's message to us. And if you haven't yet today, I encourage you to look around your circumstances and find something to praise God for because it is wonderful. If you haven't already, I hope you'll subscribe to the Steady On podcast today. When you're subscribed, you'll automatically see the new episodes plus any bonus material. Thank you so much for listening. I pray wherever your day takes you, you are walking in the confident knowledge that you are a beloved, cherished child of God. Peace.